Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would move by your power, that you move by your anointing. Sweet Holy Spirit, come in. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would do what needs to be done, that you would till up, till up the grounds of our heart, follow the grounds of our heart and our mind, that you would have me behind the cross, that you would give me access and ability to minister third heaven. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that I take authority of the atmosphere. I command everything to be subject to the power and the will of God in this moment. Angels, come now. Manifest yourself. Be around the pulpit that the word of God may flow freely. If, it's, if I was going to give you a thought today, it would be God wants to rebuild the walls of our lives. I'm going to be in Joel 1, 1 through 5. Joel chapter 2, 25 through 27. Nehemiah chapter 2, 9 through 11. God wants to rebuild the walls of our lives. A lot of times God does not do that because we have not submitted our will over to God. We are so religious minded. We're walking in a state of apostasy, but yet you're in the will of you in the house of God, but you're not in the will of God. And that's the thing about it is now after COVID, there's a different word in the land. There's a different prophecy that's going forth. It is not the prophecy of days old because God has shifted. And he's moving in another realm because now we're in the dispensation of the church age. Now we're going to go into the millennium age with their seven dispensations. And there's, we're living right now in the transitional moment before we cross over to the seventh dispensation. Obedience. A lot of times we think that we're in obedience, but now you cannot guard your heart and your mind according to your rules. Or you're going to have to guard your heart and your mind based on what the word is saying. There's a lot of things in the atmosphere that's poisoning our minds and our thoughts. You're going to have to purge, purge and rid yourself from these false doctrines. And if you don't, you're going to miss what Jesus Christ is doing. You're going to miss what he's saying because it's so easy now that we miss it. It's like you blink an eye and you have missed it. You're going to have to be focused. Iron sharpens iron. There's not many people now walking full-heartedly in the Lord. And it's going to get fewer and fewer. Two things are happening. They're dying away or they're being converted to something else. We're in the hour of the great dispensation, I mean, the deception or delusion. There's a strong delusion in the land because you are not paying attention. You're looking for the pastor to preach the way he did before COVID. You got to understand something in the middle of 2020. You're looking at COVID, but I'm looking at the God shifting and God rearranging the church age. I'm looking at God doing so many other things, but the church has failed to see what God is doing. We let everything else dictate what God is saying and doing, but you are not allowing God to do what he needs to do in you. You're so focused on my food and water, but you got to understand that the man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded, that commits out of the mouth of God. How do you get that word in the word of God? Study thyself to show thyself to be approval. A man need not rightly be riding the word of truth. How can you do that? Oh, that's only for the evangelist. You better eat this word like daily bread. And we're not doing that. We're allowing everything else to come. We're allowing so many other things to, 
to knock us off course. If you're still arguing with the same person that you argued with before COVID, you need to let it go. I was on the phone this morning and I said, I tried to tell you this and that, but you don't listen. We're going to suffer. That's the pastors. That's the sheep. If we disobey God and we're not obeying God and you want to know why you're sitting there in pain, this is only the beginning of sorrow. You got to understand something. Every disobedience is the beginning of sorrow. We're living in an age now. We're going to see sorrow like we never did before. You look at Jane Pittman. You look at all of these movies from back in the day with slavery. They were coming out of slavery and in slavery. You're going to feel that if you're not focused on the word of God. We got more to God than they did. You got to understand they had the hope. We got the faith. You need to understand what God is saying. We're not doing that. We're allowing so many other things to detour us. Some friends, you're going to have to turn them loose. Huh? <laughs> and I'm going to tell you something I told this person. Huh? Ain't nothing I can do for you. But when I told you to come and stay with me, huh? I said, you didn't want to come and stay with me huh? because my house was like a prison. Huh? You know why? Because I'm not going to let all that trash in my house. Huh? I'm trying to give you rest. Huh? I'm trying to help your soul. Huh? You got to understand something. The Bible said, turn to one of the same for the destruction of his flesh that his mold made me say. Sometimes as a pastor, I got to look at of fall and suffer and walk right over and still keep praying. You gonna learn one way or another. I pray that you hear the voice of God. You need to see what's going on. But we're not listening to the voice of God. We listen to every other voice. I told you, you're going to have to turn some people loose. We're going to have to do some things that we thought we would never have to do. But God is trying to save us. But we ain't got it down yet. We don't have it down yet. I was trying to find the verse when COVID happened. It was either, I think it was Isaiah 20 and 19 or something like that. Isaiah 20 and 20. I'm going to read you that. Isaiah 20 and 20. These people read description. Nobody did it. You turned on MTV. You, you're on in both channels, huh? and you want to know why Cox and Verizon, your bill is out to change, huh? because you were bored. Huh? But see, if you were in the face of God, you would not have been bored. Huh? He would have been preparing you how to stand now. He would be able to give you information. And the word of the Lord is not coming through the pastors and the fivefold ministry like it used to. This hour, you better hear the voice of God. And if you know and understand, the Bible said, my sheep know other voice. He said, they know my voice. No other voice will you follow. You say you're sheep, but are you a harling? We don't understand what is happening. We don't understand what God is doing. God wants to rebuild the walls of our lives. He wants us to get into a place 
would hear. But the people are not obedient. I looked up the word obedience. It says compliance with an order, request, or law, a submission to another authority. We're everything else but obedient. John 14 and 15 says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. That there's no love. Let's go to Joel. One. It says, the word of the Lord came. It says, the word of the Lord that came to Joel, the son of Pehu, he the fish, you, you elders? He's talking to the elders. And give ear all you inhabitants of the land. That's all the people. Has anything like this happened in your days? Look and see what's around you. I told you, church, about eight years ago, I see a great depression of the 1930s coming. And you're probably saying, well, the history's going to tell the people ain't going to do the same thing. Let me tell you something. A man will repeat history, wrong history over and over again. Your history books tell you that. Unlike America's opponents, they study us. But you need to ask yourself, if, why does America still have half the 90% of the stuff comes from China, and they know China's, China's your enemy? <laughs> anything that moves in this hour. You need to trust in the one who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins. Your trust should be sealed in him. Securing him. And if it is, that's your protection, your armor strength. He wants to build the walls of our lives. But we come to church and we come to prayer and you act like you don't know what's wrong with you. You need to purge yourself of these unclean things. But anybody tell you to do that, you don't want to do that. You want to continue to go in your own way. And you want to know why the pastor is saying the same thing over and over again. It's because my people are not paying attention. My people are not doing the first requirements. And that is the first commandments. We have stepped away from that. That is the old doctrine. That is the old way. But yet you don't want to follow anything and so yet you follow your own self and you want to know why two and three are at the ditch now and can't nobody pick nobody else up because this is the hour now that you better run for your own self. You better run for your own life and you don't understand these things. Huh? You're still trying to yoke yourself up with unbelievers. you try to yoke yourself with people with high faith you want. You got to shake yourself. And trust no other body but the spirit of the living God. But you got to know his voice. Now the works of the flesh are what evident? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, licentiousness, adultery, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, deception, heresy, envy, murder, drunkenness, robberies. And it's in the building from the pulpit to the back door. Stop lying to yourself. God wants to build truth within ourselves. If you cannot build truth with yourself, everything else is a lie. And he rejects it. 
why your prayers are not being answered. What is the motive? What is in the spirit in which you're doing it in? When God departed the Red Sea, that was for us to have faith that we could do the same thing. But Israel needed an escape route. They needed a way out. God could have did any other way. He could have told Moses to point the, uh, the staff to them and burned them all up. But you don't understand the Bible is giving you a revelation. There is a way of escape through the ocean. The waves and the trembles of your life. But you have not learned that because you study watching the waves of the sea. If you continue to watch the waves of the sea and the oceans, you will never have faith to cross over. And you want to know why the land in which you're standing on is dried up and full of locusts. Because we're afraid to, the, to go on the other side. We're afraid to leave somebody alone. We feel like we owe them. Whatever they done, you, you, they done it because you were in need. So you think that Moses held that over the children of Israel? No, he didn't. He reminded them of the law and what God had done. Remember the law of thy God that brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. It was me, said the Lord. But we have forgotten. We got Bank of America. We got all of these entities. Our security is in them. This is not the hour to be looking at seeing what somebody else is doing. There's so much jealousy. There's so much hatred. I don't listen to what folks tell me. You should have seen that devil trying to tell me what I got. He, and was he right? Yeah, he was right. But I ain't a fool. Joel 1, verse 2. Or even in the days of your fathers, tell your children about it. Let your children tell their children and their children another generation. What the chewing locusts left, the swarming locusts has eaten. What the swarming locusts left, the chewing locusts has eaten. That means they came back and took whatever's left. There was nothing left. I want to tell you something about a locust. Ecratic, unpleasant, sharp, pungent, a bitter to the taste. We're gonna give you the, we're gonna be talking, I don't have to give you, I have to tell you Wikipedia about a locust. So maybe you can see what's eating up and rotting up your life. And you're so busy living with it, you don't even understand. It's done changed the whole stench of your house. And then you come in here and want to know why there's a funny, there's why God is not moving. Because the spirit ain't moving around pungent. Everything around God is holy. <laughs> even the priest of days of old had to clean up and purge themselves. But we just come in the house in a kind of way. Solidarity. Okay, let's go head on. Well, we're not doing that. 
Let's go. It says locusts are a group of certain species of short horned grasshoppers in the family. And it says right here, it says, these insects are usually, they move in a place where they, 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 they um, exist alone. Solitarity. A critic is, they're coming from a family that a critic, they have a sense to them. And you got to understand something. Not only did God allow this to happen in the days of Joel, but it was a stench. It was an odor. It was pungent. And my cousin is a nurse. And the first thing she could tell me was that she could smell when somebody got COVID. Just like there's a smell when somebody got sin. There's a smell that comes with your flesh. But when you're walking upright with God, did you notice there's a whole different stench around you? There's a sweet fragrance. And we want to know why. It seems like we can't hold on to nothing. We keep going through everything in our lives. It seems like there's just something about it. And I'm attracting other things. And you got to understand something. They come in groups. They come in and in 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 they cluster together. And you want to know why there's a cluster of events going on through your life. There's some locusts somewhere. There's something that God is allowing to devour the land. Because the land is in disobedience. And there's a stench. That's coming. We're still talking about locusts. Gargacious. Organized communities. Isn't that something? That what God does is very organized. When the enemy comes in, he's very organized. But the children of Israel are lazy. The Gentiles are lazy. And they stubborn. Because all they're talking about is the blood of Jesus. Hey. Hey. He died for my sin. And you ain't trying to live like nothing. You caught up in the act of God, but you don't have the meaning and the definition down. Why did he truly come down? That you can have a piece of life. That you will have power to overcome the issues and the problems of your life. God wants to rebuild the walls of our lives. But why is the locusts there? Why there's a hindering force? One thing about God, he don't hold it against you. But what is it when they kept doing the same thing over and over again? That's when he allowed judgment and punishment to come. He didn't allow the Babylonian and Assyrians captivity to come because of one thing they kept for years doing it. When they came out of Egypt, that was a three-day journey. But it lasted for 40 years, and God had to allow them to die out. But look at all the things that happened. Many of them died in the wilderness. It wasn't two or three thousand. It was thousands. Because of sin. Disobedience. And one of the things that stood out in the book of Numbers, I think it's the 16th chapter, when they stole that, 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 um, whatever it was, and they hid it in the camp. And then he came up against 
against Moses, they swallowed up the whole, the earth opened up and swamped the whole family. He said, I'm going to get rid of the whole generation. Nothing else will come out of it. And I'm going to tell you something else. I just heard the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you something. There's going to be a generation of men coming up impotent. <laughs> There's going to be a shortage of everything. Because my people are coming into the place. Why would I allow them to, to produce more sin out? It's going to be coming to a place that it becomes so filthy and demonic uh, that God is going to allow the men not to do what they originally were supposed to do because of the sin that's in the land. See, in the Bible, it was women. We read women that had problems conceiving. And except it God, they begged the God and God turned it around. And some of them had to give their child over to the priest after they came to a certain age. After they got after they came to a place that they could not get milk from the woman, they had to turn the child over. But some of you don't even want to turn your children over to God. But you want to keep them at home and they're not in the place that God wants them to be. Because you didn't turn them over to God. You not give them over to God. And now you want to know why you got a harley. Why you got all of this crazy stuff in your house that's coming from your children but if I would have just obeyed God God wants to rebuild the walls of our lives oh we got disobedience in us and we want to know why the locust is coming into the land and it's devouring and you, some of you that are so carnal minded you say well pastor I don't see no, no locusts but I see corona <laughs> And you're going to see more sinkholes. You're going to see more tornadoes and weathers. And I told somebody, we didn't have a real summer. Huh? You got to understand what God is doing. The signs are all around us. But our people are not hearing the voice of God. God wants to reveal the walls of our lives. He wants to secure. He wants to fortify these things. Until we come into the place that we totally give everything over to God. That means you got to give him your mind. I told you if you can't give God your mind, you're not going to be able to give him your heart. You got to understand your mind connects to your heart and your desires and your wants and your needs. You got to get to a place. God, I don't know nothing, but accept what you tell me. But now we're not doing it. We're not allowing these things to happen. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> it says locusts are very small, but they cause big damages. Songs of Solomon 2.15, it says, catch us, the foxes, the little foxes that spoils the vines. For our vines have tender grapes. Oh. When God placed something in your hands, God don't give you nothing but fully grown. You can handle it. He gives you a tender grape. And he looks for you to nourish it, to put it in the right vineyard, to do what you're supposed to do, care for it, take care of it. Tell me why God gave you something grown. He don't do it with me. He gives me something small and to test me to see if I can handle something small. You got to understand even the school got sent. 
<laughs> Why you think they give these, they don't give the children a full grown baby, they give them a small baby and tell the girls to walk around with it, to see to let them understand the responsibility. And for one thing, not to do it, and two, if you do do it, these are the responsibilities. He has them a baby. A child cannot handle a grown person. But why are children running the house? <laughs> they don't even pay no bills. But they tell you what to do. <laughs> Something's reversed. There's a disobedience. There's a, a brokenness somewhere. And we want to know why all of these things are broken. You got to understand something. God is trying to rebuild the walls of our life. But first, you got to allow him to demolition, to tear down what needs to be torn down. Even when I went up to Israel, there's a small section of the walls that the Jews been down and bowed down to and pray all the time. Because it's not a full-grown thing. It's not important. But at least they reverence what is left as a memorial or memorial of what God has done. Joel 1. Awaken, you drunkards. That's one in five. And wait, you ain't got sense enough to cry. You ain't got sense enough to cry. Cry out to the Lord. Why are these things happening in the land? Why is this has come upon us? But see, what society has told you to do, adapt and adjust and rearrange your life around the situation, but you never get rid of the poison. And we want to know why the poison is still there. But we done wrapped it around and gave it new flesh, gave it a new title. And when you move to the next place, you carry that same demon with you. Then you move somewhere else and you carry that same demon. What is I'm talking about? Your belief. So wherever you go, it follows you. Because it's inside of you. Because you have not nurtured it. You didn't understand that it was placed in your hands for you to grow and mature. You got to understand something. Now God is saying, I'm trying to get you off the milk. You need to eat the meat of the world. You need to eat what God is saying in this hour. You need to rearrange and get delivered and set free by the power of the Holy Ghost. That God can give you power to destroy those things within us. Oh, the pastor's supposed to do it. Why there's no change. The pastor didn't make you, God made you. God puts his hands in you and pull it out. Pastor lay hands that all fall straight to the floor and on your clothes and your shoulders. Now I'm telling you this so you know that man is limited. But God is all power. But we have not come to that place because we're still in the place about the pastor and the fivefold ministry and they're falling. Why are we weak? Why are we malnutrition? Why do we don't have no power? Why there's no deliverance? Without deliverance, a man would still to coexist within himself. Because of the new wine, for it has been cut off from your mouth. 
Joel, one and five. It says strong and without number. His teeth are the teeth of a lion. And he has fangs of a fierce lion. Didn't this thing, don't it come in and devour you? Oh, so, you're, so, so everybody understand and clear about these things. You're going to continue to see these waves across the earth. Because people have gotten so far away from God. And the prayers kept a lot of things. Why do you think he called us the salt of the earth? But if the salt has lost its flavor, who can abstain? Who can fortify the walls? You got to have a sold out mind for God. And you got to know without a shadow of a doubt. He can do anything but fail. It's got to be secure in your heart and your mind. And it's got to be so strong that it lays your will down when it wants to stand up. But there's a wall there that's protecting the other walls around your life. When that wall, that one wall, it seemed like it's rising up. But because of my faith is secure in God, it protects the other three walls. <laughs> See, I'm not walking around now because I'm being transformed. I'm being converted by the word of God. So when that one thing comes up, that springs up out of me and cuts a hole in my wall, all the spirit of the Lord pushes it back in and shuts the wall down and secure it. You can't even see the hole no more because deliverance has taken place. <laughs> you need to understand, we just out of control. Before we go, to, go there, I got to take you to Nehemiah. Some of you thinking, well, I can't do it. You know, there's a little trouble. Hey, let me tell you something. Jesus had trouble, but it doesn't stop him from, from doing what his father has called him to do. You're going to have problems in your life. You're going to have tribulation. You're going to have famine. You're going to have persecution. You're going to have all kinds of things to come up and to try to damage your wall. But the shield of God is around you. Build a hedge all around me. When David was living in a cave, and his own household had him on, on run, when his own household had him fleeing for what God blessed him with, and you think that God won't allow it if he allowed it with David and Absalom, let me tell you something about you letting these Absaloms run crapping in your life and you not control them because that's your family. You better understand what God is saying. You better do my will no matter what it is. And God had to speak to, to the general of Moses, of Abraham, excuse me, of David, to tell him that you cry. Because what the people may think of you, they're going to think low of you. But I've seen you slay other people's house. Oh, but when it came down to your house, there was another doctrine. 
How many bandits and prophets and fivefold ministry have been held accountable for that? Oh, we can talk about the word. We can talk about ourselves. Oh, but when it came down to something that we wanted and we loved, we made up a whole nother doctrine. And then that thing had us on the run, had us on lockdown, had us scared to leave the house, told us what to do, took our money, did us wrong, backstabbed us, did all kind of crazy stuff. Oh, but somebody had to rise up and take care of what was in my own house because I didn't have the strength to do it. You need to see what's, what is happening. And I'm telling you, what you don't take care of, God is going to take care of regardless. Regardless of your prayers. You don't think David didn't pray for Absalom to be saved? Absalom got his head cut off. God is going to slay from the right to the left and from the top to the bottom because of his word and undisobedience. So if it hit my house, it got to hit my house. I got to allow God to do it. And I got to not cry and shed a tear. <laughs> oh, that was the first time that God killed flesh in David's house. You need to understand there's more to David than just being a man of God. You need to research and understand what God is saying and what God is doing. Every time David got in trouble and got out of the will of God, it caused something else to rise up in his house. It caused some disturbances. You need to understand something. If God slayed his own son, God sent his only begotten son to die on the cross for our sin. And if God slayed David's children, and if God slayed the prophet's children because Eli didn't want to do what he's supposed to do. God slayed them all. Why would you not think God slayed your house? Who are you? Hey. But I'd rather have a cutting from the Lord. David said, if I'm going to fall in the hands of God, God gave him three judgments. <laughs> and you know what? That's something about God. He didn't even tell us that. But he gave David the courtesy, even in your sin, what you want. And David said, whatever you do, <laughs> I'd rather be in the hall of the fall in the arms of God and the wrath of God than man. So you need to understand something. It's best sometimes to let God pick your judgment and pick your punishment. You need to understand what God is saying in this hour. We so busy telling him about the blood and that he, we say everything in the name of Jesus. But sometimes you better back up from the name of Jesus and say in the name of Jesus, let your will be done. Let's go to Nehemiah. Two and nine. Arrival of Nehemiah in Jerusalem. Nehemiah was sent back by God. He was the king's cupbearer. And the king, he found favor in the king. And the king gave him everything and sent a decree back there and told him that Nehemiah was coming and I'm, I'm allowing him to do this. The cupbearer is the person that drank before the king just in case there were some enemies in the camp. He drank at first, so his life was always at stake. See, people don't understand about an armor bear. <laughs> You got to be able to put your life on live. 
at whatever cost. Moving on. Then I went to the governor in the region beyond the river and gave them the king's letter. And God is telling Nehemiah to come back and rebuild the wall. But Nehemiah came up against some uh, difficulties, some rebuttals. Because one thing about it is I learned when you finna do something for the Lord or you finna do something good for others, the people that's prospering always gonna have a problem. So when you, you wanna understand something, I, I'm not gonna get into your political arena, it doesn't even matter to me who you, you voted for, but you got to understand something. <laughs> and our government system works the same way. So you got to understand something. When the, if the people come on one accord and bombard uh, these laws and these things that's happening in Washington and really start doing some protests, you got to understand something. It's going to cause some people that's prospering off of your blood and, and your sacrifices to make some new rules and some changes. You got to understand something. Then they're going to send the soldiers out after you. And those are the ones that was in your household to come against you. And so they cause you don't want your child to be on the frontline soldier, you're going to back away and allow them to do it, huh? because my child, I don't want them to die, blah, 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 but then they're going to go to Afghanistan and die for somebody else's blood and somebody else's money, which you would never be a part of. Yeah, they give you a flag. Maybe the insurance policy, now it was, I think, 25, maybe it's 50,000, I don't know. But then they're making bills, you. So they only giving you a little bit. But see, they used to sing a song. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. If I die, let me die. <laughs> Long as I'm in a soldier in the army of the Lord. See? And God is going to build up soldiers. And when you come into the place that you allow God to build up your life, he's going to build the walls. So you're going to be a secure foundation. That means you're going to be a fortress. you got to understand something. And around here, they, you get a little bit of land. You may get one or two acres. But when you go to uh, Texas, they call it compounds. It's hundreds of acres of land. So the wealthy people live on compounds unless you inherit it from a family member. So I'm trying to get you out of your dwelling place until you get into a compound that you own the whole block. Now the king has sent captains of the army and horsemen with me. One of the things about a God, God, you see God puts everything there that you need. Nehemiah 2, 9, ninth verse. So this is what's going on. And it says right here, when Sambalik, the Horonite, and Tobiah, the Amorite, officials heard it, they were deeply disturbed that a man had come to seek the will, well-being of the children of Israel. Do you see that? Nehemiah was doing something for the people. When God anoints you, he, does, he anoints you for the people. Then he takes care of you on the back end. 
So these two people continued to be a snare, and they got other people to be a snare in Nehemiah. But Nehemiah did complete the wall, or a portion of it. So you're going to have some obstacles. But God had already equipped him. But you need to understand God has already equipped him spiritually as well as naturally. And this is the thing that we don't understand. That when you step out in God, that, that he, everything that you need is already there around you. And God is going to provide if he hadn't already beforehand. But a lot of times now, that is not faith. But faith is when you continue to go forth in God, and God continues to make a way for you. But Nehemiah was sent to do a job. But because other people wanted, it was going to break their financial game, as I told you previously. And I ask you today, who you are financing that wants be knowing to you? Why is it that my wall is not secure? See, you got to understand something. When a person comes and lays foundation down, either you get the best or you get the in-between or you get the, the good foundation. It depends on what they put in it that really makes it. So what grade are you allowing God to lay? Because if God is laying the foundation, it is going to be with the best. Because there ain't nothing cheap in heaven. But it's when we allow man to poison our foundation, it becomes weak. If I'm going to profit off of you, why would I allow you to lay a secure foundation? I'm only going to allow you to lay that portion down the which is going to benefit me, and you can have whatever's left over. See, that's what happens when these record deals go down. That's why everybody is whining and crying now. But why? They've already known this. But see, it looks good in the beginning. We get sucked into deals all the time. But we got to step back. And see what's best. Who's really profiting off of us? Who's hurting us? Look at the natural. As well as the spiritual. I dealt with you spiritually. Now I want you to deal with you naturally. It's 20 other people in the hospital. But they call you. You see how this thing works? Satan knows your light. Everybody here got a light. And except God protects you, you're not protected. We need to see this. Let's go to Joel 2 and 9. We're still talking about the locusts. Joel, excuse me, 2 and 25. It says, so I will restore to you 
the years that the swarming locusts has eaten away. God said, I'm going to remove the poison, the stench, the community of things that's around you that's continuing to poison you. But you got to first know that they're there in the midst of you. See, that's one thing about the enemy. He's going to tell all of us we need him. Now. You got to see this. Who? God wants to reveal the walls of our life. You got to see what all of this is about. And except God removes it, it can't be done. And as long as you're blinded to it, it will continue to eat away at it. I told you the definition about the locusts. It's an animal that is, it says, unpleasantly sharp. It's eating away. And you know what? You ever had a, a gnat around you constantly hitting it? But when you get the insect spray, that's when they don't attack you no more. God is the insect spray. It's pungent. It's smelling. It's loud. It's rotten. Something that's smelling, that's pungent, you're going to know that it's there. And you're going to know where it comes. Don't let something go wrong in our refrigerator. My mama, she used to have a sharp nose. She, but she can go right to the, no, that's it. And he'd be like, well, mama, that don't look like it doing no harm. But the smallest thing causes the greatest harm. It's the smallest fox that destroys the vine. It says the crawling locusts, the consuming locusts, and the chewing locusts. My great army which I sent among you. Uh-oh. That means God sent them. Because you were disobedience. We were not a co compliance to the word. The laws. Our submission to an authority. There's something that's governing you. And if it's not God, he sends things in our lives. To bring us back in line. But you notice when if something comes in our lives, we'll deal with it. But then as it continues, it should be as the Holy Ghost is dealing with you, it starts getting greater and greater aggravation to you. And you say, oh, and I want this gone. But as long as you think it's, be it's benefiting you, but it's not. It's really hurting you. It says you shall eat. It says, and plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord, it says, the Lord your God, who has dwelt, it says, uh, wondrously with you. Wondrously, excuse me, with you. This is when you allow God to come in. God says, I'm going to deal with you in a great way. And my people shall never be put to shame. 
And I remember I used to pray something, God, hope maketh not ashamed, hope maketh not ashamed. When I was going through this, this thing, but guess what? It brought shame. Why? Because I need to be broken. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. He said, you should know I'm in the midst of you. And that I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. It says, my people shall never be put to shame. It says, less events before the, says the, okay, that's something else. I want to say this to you. A lot of people are suffering for not obeying the voice of the Lord. And they, they are accustomed to it. And I looked at the word custom. It says a tradition and widely accepted way of behaving or doing something that is specific to a particular society, place, or time. We have become accustomed to the locusts in our lives, to the spirit of disobedience in our lives. There's no self-control. You are looking for God, and he is not there. There where? In your situation. And we need to understand this. I'm a, you don't have to go here, but 1 Samuel 15 and 22. And this is Samuel talking to King Solomon. And it says, to obey is better than sacrifice. And to hearken than, it says, and to hearken than the fat of a rams. And the whole scripture reads, it says, and Samuel said, has the Lord as great dealt, it says, in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. God wants to, re to reveal the walls of our lives. We got to do first self-examination and be honest with ourselves. As long as you're not honest with yourselves, it's going to be hard for you to pray in truth. It's going to be hard for you to walk in truth. It's going to be hard for you to communicate in truth because you're in a delusion and you're lying to yourself. That's how people can go and lie, lie, lie. You don't understand. They're not really hurting you. They're in their own character. But yet you get hurt behind it. This is why I always try to understand. And I, I understand the psychologicalness behind people, and I go to God. I don't take it personal. I can go back and I say, well, I can see blah, 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 blah. So therefore, it doesn't wound me. It gives me information how to pray. Because your prayer should be to the source. God wants to rebuild the walls of our lives. I pray that something's been said and done. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray, amen.